Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody, welcome into another edition of the Unreasonable Podcast. Yesterday was Selection Sunday. Today is Monday. That means we have a bracket in front of us for the first time in two years. Um, I'm Julian Edlow. We have a special guest today who knows a thing or two about college hoops. Corby Craig, you can follow him on Twitter at the college caps. Uh, and he's the owner of Keep Betting. Corby, welcome to the podcast, sir. How's it going? This is the best day we could possibly do this. So. This is the perfect day. Uh, happy, happy to have you here to go through this whole bracket. Um, we're going to keep things simple for you. Uh, we want you to uh, do well in March Madness with whatever it is that you are doing in March Madness. Brackets, uh, betting first-round matchups, keeping an eye towards the futures market, Whatever it is that you're trying to do, we're going to try and address it in this podcast, run through every matchup uh, as quickly as possible, keep it tight, give you some plays, give you some leans, um, and just give you some things to keep in mind for the rest of the week. So I'm just going to pretty much go through this whole thing, um, you know, bracket by bracket and, uh, and get into it. So starting at the top left, Gonzaga, Norfolk State, I, I don't think that we need to break down this matchup. But the only thing that I will say is, so I have some, I have some Zags plus a thousand from, from before the season uh, that I'm, I'm feeling good about. I felt better about it. You know, if there's a, if there's a thing that you don't like about Gonzaga, it's the same thing every year. They just beat the pulp out of everybody in conference play. I was happy that they had to get pushed by BYU to get that, you know, get that championship, that conference championship by, you know, a good team. BYU is a six seed. But it's not the same as what Illinois did last week, getting road wins at Wisconsin, Michigan, um, Ohio State, and then winning the Big Ten. Like, it, they just don't do that. So I was happy to see that Gonzaga had what I think is the easiest path to the Final Four of any team, and I'm confident that they'll be in that situation. So, like, if you want to do something on DK Sportsbook and, and you know, bet them to go to the Final Four or whatever, I, like, that's something you can do with Gonzaga. Not much else to say about them other than I love the draw for them. Yeah, as basically, as far as you feel like typing in or writing in Gonzaga, just go ahead and keep on writing it. They, uh, I, I was listening to Dickie V talk the other day. I don't remember what game it was. And he said that he thinks it's going to be the first time the team goes undefeated and wins it all since, I think it was like 78. And I couldn't agree more. They, they're ridiculous. They have, like, they have arguably the best point guard, shooting guard, and center in the nation. Like, 
yes, they don't play anybody, but my gosh, these guys are there. There's something else. It, it is fun basketball to watch. And if, if you don't, if you were a Gonzaga hater, you haven't watched Gonzaga basketball, you are missing out on a lot of fun. So I would agree. Uh, your plus a thousand is probably a really good bet right now. What are they currently like 200, 250? They're, yeah, they're a little over 200. I think they might be somewhere in the middle there. 205. That has come down. Yeah. It was definitely so. like, it was definitely plus 225 or so on Sunday night. So people like people are reacting to the draw here and uh, getting some money down on them. I think I think this isn't a first round matchup, but I think if they meet up with Creighton eventually, that'd be a really good matchup. I think that'd be the best game they've had all year. Uh, Creighton just has a lot of good athletes. But again, Timmy is, I think, one of the most – he's the most recognizable person in comparison to Kevin Love that I've seen in a minute, and he's not near his age, so – to see him in a college aspect is crazy. So uh, Gonzaga is going, in my opinion, going to win it all. So that is an early number one for me. So, yeah, I, it's I pro, I think that they're going to win it. I'm leaning towards them winning it. I, in some aspects, think that it, like just to cover it now, if we think a team's going to beat Illinois, uh, beat Gonzaga, I just gave gave it away. I think Illinois in the yeah. national championship game is the team that has a chance to do that. I just hope they're not peaking too early, but we can, we'll get to them um, because I think they're pretty interesting. All right. Eight, nine, Oklahoma, Missouri, who is going to get the right to get whooped in the next round by Gonzaga here? This is a really good game. This is one that I was kind of iffy on. And uh, I was listening to a podcast this morning. I was talking about don't sweat eight nines too much because usually eight nines aren't going to beat the one in the next round. So like, don't put too much weight on this game. It's not a game I would bet on basically ever, but I'd have to go Oklahoma. They're a two point favorite, I believe. Also, they run the zone. I just think Tillman's going to have a really tough time, and I don't think Missouri's guards are good enough to beat Oklahoma's guards. So I would go Oklahoma here. I like the SEC this year. Like, there's been some good stuff in the SEC. Alabama was a team that I had, I had some some good odds on to win the SEC that came through, uh, a team that I backed often. But, like, when it comes down to it, uh, the Big 12 is a beast this year. And I think that I'm just not going to overthink this and say, like, you know, if Oklahoma wasn't in the Big 12, maybe they're not an eight seed. Maybe they're winning another conference and, and a five seed or something. So if I'm getting these coin flip games and there's a Big 12 team involved, that's probably where I'm going to go. So I'm with you here, lean in Oklahoma. Not a bet for me. You just don't need to do that to yourself. But that's who I'll be putting through uh, in, in brackets. The team that you mentioned can give Gonzaga a good one. Uh, an interesting 5-12, I think, with Creighton and uh, UC Santa Barbara. Creighton, you know, what a game in the in that Big East semifinal against UConn. That was like retro at the Garden, old school Big East type of game. And they come through in the clutch and then just absolutely mopped by Georgetown stealing a bid there. This yeah. is one of those 12s that I could see. But at the same time, if if Creighton gets through, maybe they can make some noise because of the potential second round matchup. Mm-hmm. I might be a little lagged behind you because my internet just went crazy, but uh, answering your Creighton thing. Yeah, I think that a lot of people have said that Creighton versus uh, Santa Barbara is going to be a, a good spot for an upset. I just I, – Santa Barbara is a really good team, but I just don't see it. Creighton, Zagorowski will be the best player on the floor. They'll probably have the best three players on the floor. Uh, Creighton's a really good basketball team off of a game that they got smacked around. I just don't see this being the spot for an upset. There are a lot of spots in this bracket that have upset potential, but this is just not one of them for me. I think they were a six and a half favorite. And so I just, this isn't a spot where I see an upset. I'm going to take Creighton in the next round and probably Creighton to play 
Gonzaga. Yeah, I, it makes sense because of the next game that we'll, we'll cover with Virginia and Ohio. Obviously, Virginia has some COVID concerns. We don't even know who's necessarily <laughs> going to play in that game. Um, but really, I mean, really quickly on the Creighton side. So I think that this one opened around eight, if I'm not mistaken. Now mm-hmm. it's down to six and a half. So UC Santa Barbara took some money as a, a popular 12 do you now see any value potentially on Creighton with that number shrinking? Yeah, so I was looking into Creighton. I considered taking it. Um, I think there's a lot better games on the board. I don't think that Creighton is a bad bet by any means. I think it's always fun to back a team that has the two best players on the floor, especially I don't know if you've kept up with Zagorowski very often. He really hasn't had a year that I thought he was going to have. He is a very talented basketball player. Uh, last year, he was one of my favorite players to watch. This year, he really hasn't shown that, Zagorowski, but um, there's no better time to do it than now. There's not a better team to do it against than the popular 12 seed. Also, uh, it'll be we'll talk about it in a minute. I, in the Villanova game, Villanova versus Winthrop, I just think it's it's a really interesting to watch the teams that get dropped like that. So uh, Creighton opened up at eight or six and a half. If they hit six, that's two points from the open. I would have to imagine that there's value to bet on Creighton. And um, I was actually looking into a Creighton-Villanova Moneyline Parlay. Uh, I think it was at plus 100, plus 101, something like that. Um, just fading away from the two public favorite dogs when I just don't see um, either of these teams losing. So, Right. As of Monday, Monday late morning, we're recording uh, Villanova-Creighton Moneyline Parlay on DK Sportsbook pays out minus 117. So a little bit juicier now, but we don't know which way that the- – that just takes moving another half point for one of those dogs and it can be right there around even money. Um, all right. So here's where we start getting involved with some of these COVID teams and it makes it tough. Um, Virginia and Ohio, the four thirteen on in the West, uh, Ohio, I believe opened 10 and a half and is down mm-hmm. to eight and is rightfully so taking money. I don't know if I'll bet it at eight. Uh, I would have loved the opening number. Um, do you think Ohio has any potential here outright? Yeah, so I actually um, can be courted by my father. I, he asks me every single year, who's my team to uh, make a run? Who's, who is the next butler? And I said Ohio. And I said it before I saw the bracket. And I really hate that they got matched up with Virginia. I, I know you're in my Discord. I, I like Virginia a lot. Like They're a team that I back a lot. And uh, I don't like them in this matchup. It's, it's going to be a really tough matchup, especially with COVID, all the issues. Virginia just doesn't score a lot of points. Ohio does. They're, I think they're 14th in the nation in points a game, like 80 and a half, half points a game. So would not if Ohio upsets them. Uh, 10 and a half is a lot of points. Uh, again, Virginia is going to have best players on the floor. Um, Huff is an absolute beast. I don't know if Ohio will be able to stop him. But just from a just from a standpoint of style, uh, this has to be a spot where you have circled in like this might be the upset this year. So uh, Ohio is, is is a tough one for me. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to figure out if if I, if I can you know just swallow my pride and admit that I didn't get the best number and still just back Ohio here because I still think they're a good bet at plus eight. Uh, yeah. Even if they I- even even if they don't win this game. I think I heard Virginia doesn't get to start practice until Thursday. Uh, their game is what, Saturday? So yeah, it's definitely suboptimal for Virginia no matter what. So eight points is a lot. I mean, it would have been a lot nicer to get 10 and a half, but still, it is a good spot. 
All right. We probably should have, uh, I probably should have started with the play in games, but I got excited and just dove right into the bracket. So now I'm looking at USC against the winner of Wichita and Drake. Let's just do it this way. I, I don't really have any strong takes on the play in games. Um, I think that Michigan State UCLA is a, a cool game. I'm, I'm, I think it's fun that we get a game like that uh, in the play in round. Um, I would, I, these two teams are tough, Wichita State and Drake. Um, do you have any takes on any of the play in games, I guess, before we get to the USC matchup? I would say Wichita State takes Drake. Uh, I think Drake's lucky to get in the tournament. They had a really good start of the year, and then just injuries is unfortunate. They're lucky to get in. Wichita takes them. Wichita gets knocked out by US, uh, USC, I believe. Um, Michigan State, UCLA is an interesting one. I like Michigan State. I just I just like their team. Aaron Henry's notably my favorite player ever. I've said this many times. I just really like the kid. Um, I, I don't think they win. I think UCLA wins, uh, but I really hope Michigan State wins. Uh, I think they play winner plays BYU. That would be a really good game. I think UCLA and Michigan State have a really good matchup versus BYU and a potential for an upset, 6-11 upset. Uh, but other than that, not really. I think that um, Wichita takes care of business, and it's not a very fun game to watch. I w- uh, well, we'll get there, but I would say that the winner of this Michigan State-UCLA game has the potential to, to make a run. Mm-hmm. They would win two games by beating BYU. I would say like a real run, but they're going to be meeting most likely Texas in that next round, which in my mind probably ends that run. But yeah. We can talk about that. Um, I agree with you. I think Wichita State does win that game. Um, Drake was all year like a team that people were like, come on, they got to let Drake in. They've been so good. (laughs) And they just kind of like limped to the finish line, like you said. And they're in there. They're getting the respect. But injuries, they're running out of steam. It just it doesn't feel like they can sustain that success that they had all year, Um, especially going against a really good team. this is, I, I found it very interesting that Virginia and Kansas are in the same bracket yeah. as these two, uh, you know, most notable COVID dropouts of their, of their conference tournaments. Uh, I'll say right away, I, Eastern Washington's like plus 10, plus 10 and a half. I like Eastern Washington with the points in this game. Um, I've been fading Kansas a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works. Sometimes Kansas shows up. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take Eastern Washington with the points in this matchup. It's not a bad team to back. I think Kansas has really cleaned it up. I don't have stats in front of me, but I think they've cleaned it up towards the end of the season a lot more than the season would show. McCormick's a really good player. I just, again, like you were saying, there's so many teams this year that are are quality teams when they show up, and when they don't, they can get beat by Eastern Washington by 10. So if Kansas shows up, if it is Kansas, Bill Selves, Kansas, they'll beat Eastern Washington by 15. Uh, if it's the team that we've seen 60% of the year, they'll lose by five. So. Uh, I think it's a good spot for an upset, but I don't know how Eastern Washington stops McCormick. Uh, It'll be an interesting game. One way that Eastern Washington can stop McCormick is by McCormick not playing. (laughs) Now he's probably, he's probably going to play like, but that's not, I don't know if that's confirmed. Is it? I think that it Uh, it was that he, I just, I assumed he was playing. I, I, he might not, but it's March madness and he, he will be gone next year. So I assume that he's playing. Yeah, I'm. Maybe I'm not. Option, but. I'm certainly not betting Eastern Washington uh, with with McCormick not playing as as part of uh, as part of the the cap there. But you never know what's going to happen this year. Um, <laughs> all right, we're 
on to Oregon and VCU. I like Oregon here. Um, I think that you can lay the now six points with them. I think that you can use them on the money line if you're going to do a two-team money line parlay in the first round. Uh, VCU is a solid team. I'm a Rhode Island Ram. I watch a lot of A-10 basketball. And they're okay. They kind of got mopped by the Bonnies in that championship game. They made that initial A-10 tournament run playing at home, and then the championship game moved to Dayton. So they kind of had a little bit of an advantage to even get as far as they did in that A-10 tournament. And Oregon just kind of ramps it up in March outside of that weird blowout loss to Oregon State, (laughs) who is red hot right now and a team that I like a lot in this tournament. Uh, But yeah, give me give me the Ducks here. Money line points, whatever. Yeah, so I I am officially on Oregon at five and a half, I believe. Um, I I agree. VCU is a team that we faded last game, too, but St. Bonaventure. uh, I think they just rely way too much on a, a single person. And any team that does that, it's in trouble. Also, I believe I don't have the exact number in front of me, but I believe Oregon is nine and two since they've gotten their team back, Richardson back. Um, they just are a really good team putting it together at the right time. They did lose last game. And so I think this is just a really good spot to back the team that is much more talented. Uh, Oregon's going to have the first, I would say Bones is probably second. So they'll have the first, third, fourth, and fifth best player on the court. Um, and it's hard not to back Oregon. I'm with you there. Good Good March team. The last time we had a March Madness, they went on a ridiculous Pac-12 yeah. and NCAA tournament run, uh, particularly against the spread. Um, do we need to say anything about Iowa and Grand Canyon? Iowa wins. I don't have any interest in betting these massive numbers. Grand Canyon's a decent little team. I got nothing. I think um, I had so I had listed that Iowa's the lowest spread two seed. Just an interesting note, they're not going to lose, okay. but they are the lowest spread two seed. I believe Alabama's like 17. Iowa's what? 13 and a half, uh, something like that. Let's so see. I know, I mean, the Alabama one has been on the, on the move. I know people are backing Rick Pitino getting a ton of points there, yeah. uh, which is an interesting spot. Um, just scrolling through, looking for, looking for Iowa right now on DK Sportsbook. Let's see what the number is on them. Oh, I can't even find it, but yeah, they are the, Oh, here we go. 15. Okay. So, so they're, they're getting lowest. closer. Yeah, they're the lowest. They were opened as the lowest um, by a little bit of a margin, but yeah, it's getting closer. So uh, it was just an interesting note. I don't see Iowa losing, but it was an interesting note. All right. To the East, um, we have a 16 playing game, Mount St. Mary's against Texas Southern. I have no take there. Uh, I did watch Mount St. Mary's beat Bryant at Bryant in that conference championship game, which is a pretty big win considering how good Bryant was this year. Um, any take on this game? I hate Mount St. Mary's. <laughs> I I think you've seen. I I've bet against Mount St. Mary's the last two games they've played. Their 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 stats and their players they just don't make any sense. Uh, I took Wagner, I took Bryant, and Mount St. Mary's continues to do the thing. Um, so I'd have to keep with the trend, and I would have to take whoever Mount St. Mary's is playing against. I don't even know who they're playing against. I didn't even look at it. I could care less. They're gonna lose to whoever yeah. they play. So. Um, I don't like Mount St. Mary's, but God, they have put together a run. So accomplishment for them. They're lucky to be in. Uh, and I mean, maybe their run ins here. I have no clue. So, yeah, I don't, I mean, we have so much in front of us. I think it's just uh, the last thing on the list is, is breaking <laughs> down these 16, 16 play in games. So yeah, Michigan, Michigan moves on. I don't have any, um, 
I don't have any interest in betting that game, no matter who, who makes it through to play Michigan. Although that gets interesting later, we have the, the LSU St. Bonaventure game uh, in the eight, nine, obviously Michigan most likely is going to be playing shorthanded without livers. So we can talk about maybe where Michigan goes down in this bracket. If we don't think they make it to the final four and win their bracket. Um, I St. Bonaventure is very good. Uh, like you, I backed St. Bonaventure uh, in that title game against VCU. And I think I backed them three times in the A-10 tournament. Uh, and they obviously came through. Um, LSU, if you watch that SEC championship game on Sunday, LSU can score. They give up points, but they can score. And I don't know how St. Bonaventure is going to handle that. Um, the A-10 in me wants to be like, hey, go with go with the Bonnies. They... Uh, they're sneaking up on teams this year, but I just don't know how they're going to, how they're going to stop LSU. So I, I lean to LSU here. Yeah. Um, I'm on LSU. I think that one and a half is a bit of a ridiculous line. I, I get it. I, I, and Bonaventure has run through people, but LSU will have potentially the best five players on the court. Uh, St. Bonaventure doesn't have one person that just stands out to me. They are a really good quality basketball team that beats teams with all five players being in double digits. I, I believe they all five starters average double digits. That's how they win games. And to imagine that, that those five players didn't score double digits on the athleticism of LSU. Uh, LSU has a squad. I, I thought they were going to beat Alabama. Um, I live in Alabama. I'm an Alabama fan. I, I thought that LSU had us. And so I, I just cannot back St. Bonaventure here. Um, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, Colorado and Georgetown, an interesting 5-12. Um, Colorado goes down to the other bid stealer in the Pac-12, Oregon State. And now they play the 12 seed that stole the bid out of the Big East in Georgetown. Um, Colorado's the better team. I think the number's five here. Georgetown is on some kind of roll through a depleted Big East, but still the Big East. Um, you got anything here? I need to look into what Georgetown has done to be so successful over the last few weeks. I, I have no clue. I, I've been watching and I've been fascinated, but I don't know what, George, what makes Georgetown so much better than they were earlier this year. Um, that said, I think that if Georgetown, if they played this game today, you have to take Georgetown. Uh, but it being a week from now or Friday, uh, Colorado is a better team. I believe in my bracket, I put Georgetown as just like tossing a 5-12 upset. Um, it is a five-point spread. I think that it's a really good spot to take an upset just because Georgetown has shown to, like, what, five games in a row now that, hey, we're ready for March. And so I think it's a good spot to take an upset. Do I think it'll happen? I, I'm iffy. So I, I took Georgetown. Again, I see both sides. If somebody told me they took Colorado, I'd be like, good for you. Uh, it's not a right or a wrong. So um, it's a pretty indifferent side for me. Yeah, I don't know how I, I, don't know how I feel about the Pac-12. I, I can't figure it out. But, like, Oregon State is one of my teams that I'm very high on in this, in this tournament as a 12 seed. So maybe I like it. But some of those top-end teams, USC, Colorado, I, I don't know how I feel. I think that this is a good place just in a bracket to take a 5-12, but it's Georgetown's going to be a popular 12 because they're coming on yeah. the conference championship in the Big East. Um, I'd be comfortable laying the points. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but if you made me, if you told me I had to bet the game today, I would take the points with Georgetown. Um, just feels like the safer side. Uh, but that's one, like you said, maybe later in the week because we have to figure out what's going on with Georgetown. They just got hot out of nowhere, and, mm -hmm. and here we are. And now it's a team that we have to, 
kind of research that we didn't think we would have to research for this tournament. Yeah, they're a super scrappy team. They get after it. They're a lot like uh, Georgia Tech. They uh, they are willing to give their body to win a game, and I, I like that. I think that that type of mentality wins in March. So um, that's the reason that I back them personally. I I think Colorado obviously has a better talent, but the team that will just go out there and do it for their team to win, and, and that's Georgetown. So it might be a popular twelve. I think that it's not a bad spot to take an upset though. All right, Florida State and UNC Greensboro. Uh, Florida State obviously had a nine-point lead mid-second half uh, against Georgia Tech. And like you said, Georgia Tech's scrappy team wanted it more, that ACC title. Florida didn't really need it. Not that Georgetown needed it. They, they worked their way into the field for sure, but uh, they clearly wanted it more. Um, is this a bounce-back spot for FSU? I think we all think Florida State's going to win, but I guess the question is, this is a team that people were talking about for a two-seed a little bit earlier in the season. Yeah. So can they make they get – Michigan, who we think is probably the weakest one seed at the time, given the, the livers injury, a couple of recent losses. Is this a, a bracket that FSU can make noise in? And do you have any interest in betting this game? It looks like Florida State's at 11 and a half right now. So I watched Florida State in the, a couple of games. I think the Notre Dame one is the one that interested me the most. I am of the opinion that Florida State's not a good basketball team. And that's a very high opinion. Most people don't think it. I think that they have athletes that win the basketball games and they're not a very good basketball team. UNCG, that's not a worry. They're going to win that game. Um, I just, who would Florida State play the second round? Georgia Tech? I mean, so not Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgetown. They get the Colorado-Georgetown winner. Okay, so I think that I put a Georgetown upset on Florida State. I'm not big at all on Florida State. Uh, could I be wrong? Obviously. Uh, but I just, I think that they have athletes. They don't have basketball players. So, um, take Florida State in the first round and then beat Iffy on the second round. I think even a depleted Michigan team beats Florida State. So so here's the thing. Here's one of those places where, like, from a bracket perspective, it's like, okay, I'm going to go with the trendy Georgetown over Colorado. And then you realize, like, oh, now I kind of like them in another game. And now you have to start kind of yeah. seeing how far you so, can take this. Yeah, so that is uh, something that I was telling you before we started this. I think that's a really important discussion to have. Um, once I said it out loud, I realized that there's no way I took Georgetown to beat Florida State uh, just from a risk management perspective. Georgetown could lose the first game pretty easy. So there's no reason to take them in round two as well because then you're cutting off a, a good portion of your bracket. So if I have Georgetown going to the second round, I have Florida State beating them. Do I think they're going to? No. Uh, but I'm going to do that as a risk management thing. I plan on talking about this pretty in-depth on the last game. Uh, it's easier with the Houston matchup. But then this is a really interesting idea to people that – I think that everybody that makes their brackets wants to make a perfect bracket. And, and that's not the goal that you should have in mind. If you're making a bracket, you want to make the best bracket possible, not a perfect bracket. Seems illogical, but it'll make more sense after, after we talk about the Houston game. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a good point. I'm looking forward to, to going over that. And I, it's, it's, it's tough to put a five point dog in a game now as winning two games and they would be a larger dog against FSU. So like, just roll it over into a parlay. Like what is it for Georgetown to just make the sweet 16? Now we're looking at like plus 500 or something along those lines. And do you want to do that to yourself? I don't know. That's, that's up to, that's up to you, but usually things that are plus 500 do not hit. Um, here's a spot that we talked about a little bit. BYU against the Michigan state UCLA winner. 
I don't know who's going to win that game, but whoever does, I'm putting them through and I will have interest in betting them in that game probably because yeah. they'll I, have that momentum from Thursday, bringing it into Saturday as well. Yeah. So I tweeted the other day uh, that uh, the 11, six upset people don't talk about, it. they talk about the five twelve a lot, how five twelve is pretty common. 11, six is actually the most common middle pack upset that there is. 11 seeds win a lot more than you would think they get the momentum from like you're saying, uh, BYU is a really good team. They have, Good guards shoot. They have big men. I believe they have arms. So he's a seven footer. Uh, they have a good team. I think that they would really hate to see UCLA. Uh, I think that they match up pretty good versus Michigan State. Can they stop Aaron Henry? I hope not. I hope he drops 60 on their head. But I, I would agree. I think that both teams can beat BYU. Uh, if it's UCLA, definitely. If it's Michigan State, it'll be a little, a little closer. And I'll probably choose that based off what the line is. If the line is Six and a half, which I don't see that happening. I'll probably take BYU. But if it's something closer to a three or a four, I'll probably take the upset. There you go. I mean, Michigan State is – their floor and ceiling this season has been insane. So we'll it's, see what team shows up on Thursday. It's weird. I, I, I bet Michigan State a couple times this year. I remember – I want to bet – I can't remember what game it was. Aaron Henry had 30 points, and they had 58. And I was like, this is not a team I want to back. Like. If, if he is your entire team, it's not a good look. So, All right. The winner of that game, I like we were talking about, I like the Michigan-UCLA winner to make a little bit of a run in this tournament, but they are going to run into Texas in the next round, who I'm, I'm pretty high on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, you know, this line being in single digits, I don't necessarily want to bet the spread. I'll give a little bit of, crest, uh, a little bit of credit to Abilene Christian. But if you're looking for a money line piece on the high end, like you 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 need a team around minus 400, minus 450 to complete a parlay, I would be comfortable throwing Texas in there. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, if you don't want to lay the six with Oregon, maybe, and you're doing the money line, you can do an Oregon-Texas money line. Maybe that's like in the 130 range. Little juicy, but I think it's very, very safe. Texas is that piece that I'm looking at for, I need to get this a little closer to even money without <laughs> having too much of a risk here. Texas is the team I'm looking at. Yeah, I think Texas is really a good team. Uh, they just have a ton of athletes. Gabe Brown tried. Did you see his uh, between the legs dunk in the game the other day that he tried? Uh, I did. So they, they're just built different. So I, I don't see Abilene Christian stopping them too much. Um, let me. Well, let me ask this question after. Let's do the last couple of matchups. UConn, Maryland. I have already bet UConn minus two in this game. It's moved to two and a half. I think two and a half is fine. Uh, UConn came up short in that game against Creighton, but uh, they've been on a heck of a run coming up, coming into that game and didn't do anything to make you not like them in that game. They just lost by three to a really good team. Uh, Maryland is, is, is fine. Absolutely stomped Michigan state in a game that I liked Michigan state, which uh, that's a Michigan state thing. Uh, I'm, I'm going to UConn in this game. I like them a lot. I think UConn has to be the side. Uh, it comes down to a, again, risk management. They're, whoever plays is going to have to play Alabama. Um, but if UConn loses to Maryland, then you lose two spots. So uh, I think UConn has to be the side there. I don't really like Maryland's team. Uh, and UConn's kind of looked down upon as they've had injuries, but now they're getting healthy, going on a run, and they have to be the team here. Especially when those injuries are book night, not being yeah. because that just that, changes everything. That's to their whole team, so. Right. So you mentioned the last game, Alabama and Iona. I think we're all putting Alabama through, mm-hmm. but 
Rick Pitino, 15 seed, 16 point dog in the tournament. I think it's going to be very popular to just, you know, they went on a great run, obviously, to win their conference title, uh, beating teams relatively handily. They just don't have the bodies to beat Alabama. Um, but Alabama's a little dinged up. Can they keep this within 15 points? Uh, I think absolutely. I don't, there might just be better plays on the board, better places I want to invest in. But I don't hate taking the points with Iona. We'll see if I actually get there by the time they play this game. Yeah, I actually bet on Iona. I don't remember who they played. I, I bet on Iona the other day whenever they were up 23 at half and almost lost. Uh, so I've, I've seen both sides. I don't think Iona has the talent to keep up with Alabama. Again, like you were saying, uh, it is going to be a public spot to be on. Patino's a really good coach. I am actually sounds weird because I live here and, and I'm known as a fan of Alabama. I am pretty low on this Alabama team. Uh, I think that they're going to struggle against UConn if they meet UConn. But Iona just is not good enough. I, I think they got a good first round draw. 15 is a lot. I would agree. I think Alabama wins more like 12. Um, so 15 is a lot of points. So I would have to. I would have to agree with you. Coaching can only do so much. You need the players to to make it work on the floor, especially playing against an athletic team like Alabama. Um, but it's a lot of points for a coach that's going to have something up his sleeve to at least battle in this game, I think. Yeah. Um, so at, at least a storyline there to look up on. All right, we're on to the other half of the bracket. Um, we're going to try – I'll try and speed it up. We have so many games to freaking talk about. Baylor-Hartford, this one should be pretty quick. They are going to absolutely smoke – Hartford um I haven't bet anything on this game yet but I think you can take Baylor minus 26 like this is this isn't going to be close my only question is is it a better bet to look at like Baylor first half minus 13 just to avoid whatever it's a 29 point game with two minutes left and they win by 25 like I think it'll probably be more, more like 35 or 40 but the first half might just be safer to say, you know what, they're going to be up 20 at halftime. Um, the first half play is the the way to go here. Yeah, I've been all over Baylor first half, Baylor first half team total. Uh, I would agree. I think team total, I saw somebody say it was 40 and a half, and they averaged like 37. So 40 and a half is. Uh, I mean, against, yeah. <laughs> against Hartford, yeah, I would imagine that they get there. Yeah. Uh, okay, interesting 8-9. Um I backed UNC minus two. Uh, that is one of three bets that I've made. The first one being UConn at the same number. Um, I like North Carolina in this team. I'm not high on Wisconsin. Uh, one of my bets in the DK Sportsbook uh, Selection Sunday tab, you could bet on seeding. Wisconsin was set at six and a half. Oh, no. um, so I put out the over six and a half bet. They get seeded at nine. That was a, a cakewalk of a winner. Um, and now they get matched up with a, a UNC team that I think just has a way higher ceiling and much more capable athletes to play, especially in this kind of, of tournament. It sounds like uh, you are siding with me here. Yeah, uh, North Carolina has a lot of bigs. They, I watched, I bet on them versus Virginia Tech and watched that game. I really was unimpressed by North Carolina in general. They just didn't look like a good basketball team. And even when they were bad, their bigs are able to beat Virginia Tech by 10. So um, North Carolina is a really good team. They don't have guards. If Wisconsin's hitting threes, they win, but that is a, on a neutral court, that's a, a big ask. And so I don't see anybody stopping um, North Carolina's bigs. Yeah, I, I think that line's too short. I am I am on the, on the Tar Heels already. Uh, so the question becomes, uh, UNC was a team, 
you're not going to call UNC a, a Cinderella ever, but they're low seed than, you know, we're used to seeing here. They were a team that I said, Hey, they can make, you know, an elite eight run in this tournament, but to do so, they're now going to have to beat Baylor in the second That's game, not- which is a tall order. So I'm um, the question is, is there any chance that Baylor is not uh, coming out of this bracket? No. <laughs> All right. I, I like I like Baylor's team. I I, I am a very big. Uh, I think that Macy Oteek might be one of the most underrated players I've seen in a very long time. Uh, Jared Butler gets all the praise and love for that team, but Macy Oteek is an absolute dog. Um, I I like Butler. I like um, Baylor a lot. Every time I turn on a Baylor game, Teague and Butler are like seventy percent from three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's going to be an issue. You can. I think they said Teague is like. 44% on the year from three. And I would have to imagine most of those misses are Butler driven the ball for 26 seconds and giving it to him with four on the shot clock. Every time <laughs> I see that he has the ball in, with rhythm and, and in some form of an offense, he hits it. Uh, the last game I watched them play was Kansas, and he hit a four-point play with no time on the shot clock and got slapped. So, kid's ridiculous. I, I hope that he gets drafted into a really good team, and he's a fun kid to watch. So here is obviously betting Baylor is tough. It sounds like we actually might have some kind of first half play on them, uh, whether it be spread team total. Uh, there will be ways to back Baylor, but if we're not going to be laying like full game numbers on them, um, just scrolling through the futures tab right now, you can bet Baylor minus one fifty seven to make the elite eight. That's only winning three games. Yeah. Uh, that, that was, I think minus 134 last night, DK Sportsbook opened that up elite eight is not like a common market. So I think it's, uh, that number is going to move around a lot. You can also bet Baylor minus 134 to make the final four and win that bracket. Um, so if you don't want to mess around and lay big points with Baylor, there is an option for you to just kind of parlay them three or four games and just root for that i would say that um, definitely elite eight minus 158 would be significantly better than final four minus, final four minus 134 you right. get 20 cents on a on a, an elite eight game kind of seems ridiculous so right. <clears throat> i would agree 158 is a steal they'll be a probably a not eight and a half point favorite in north carolina so you're looking at parlaying a minus ten thousand with a minus 650 uh, so yeah, one so there's your that's your sweet sixteen right there, and then your next game to win it, you're gonna have to be if chalk holds, it would be Purdue. Yeah, and <laughs> so I'm very, I'm me, very low on Purdue. Yeah, I'm gonna have some articles uh, Monday night on DraftKings Sportsbook, and one of the bigger plays in it will be Baylor minus 157 to be in the Elite Eight. I'm actually about to write it. <laughs> there you go. Mark, mark that one down. That is a strong uh, bet. So moving down the bracket now to Villanova Winthrop, a spot that you had some interest in uh, maybe taking a little bit of value on Villanova with everybody down on them with the injuries and the, the upset to Georgetown. Yeah, I love Villanova. They're the team that I've backed probably the most in the last three years. Uh, I think that if you can back a coach with quality players that buy into their system, uh, they're deadly. It's like how Alabama will be in the next few years. I think that people are buying into Nate Oaks. And I said Oaks, but um, same idea. I think the Villanova is just a really good basketball team. Gillespie's out. Uh, that sucks. He's been there for like 20 years, it seems like. So um, that sucks. But 
they've had time to to adjust now. I think the loss to Georgetown was really good. Gave them more time to get used to playing without Gillespie. And they're still going to have two NBA players on the court uh, versus a Winthrop team that doesn't play defense. I believe, uh, who was it, West Point? Somebody, I, I, I got that name wrong. It's definitely high point. I've scored like mid-70s, low-80s on them. So Winthrop doesn't play defense. Um, Villanova's going to score, and they're going to be a good defensive team with a very good coach who is going to be ready for this game. So uh, it hit five and a half last night, I believe. Uh, right now on DraftKings, it's like six, six and a half. Um, and so I just – I don't know if I like six and a half. This guy. It seems like you're getting the best game from, from Villanova because um, Winthrop's going to score points. But if it hits six again – you have to back the better team, in my opinion. So I like going over a lot. There's a lot of spots I like for 12s in this tournament. I think this is going to be a trendy 12. I think people are going to look and see Winthrop 23 and one record. Mm-hmm. Um, but who did they play? Not anybody. So I, I'm with you. I think it's a value spot on Villanova. I like having the coach. I think when you have a, the type of injuries that Villanova is dealing with, it kind of takes them out of contention in, uh, you know, we thought that they could go deep in this tournament early in, in the year. And now I don't think we feel that way, uh, but they can, that doesn't mean that they're going to get bounced in the first round by, by Winthrop. So I'm with you. I, I, yeah. I like looking at certain spots in this first round and making two team parlays in uh, with some solid spots. It's yeah, there's going to be upsets, uh, but we just need to find those spots that, that, you know, are, are, are stronger than the number is indicating, but we don't want to necessarily mess with, with the spread and, and lock in those money line parlays. They're kind of square, but I, I like them. You just can't, you just can't pick the wrong spot. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about the number being 117, but I think that um, Villanova Creighton money line parlay is a a really good spot backing two teams that are significantly better than the teams that they're playing with the best players on the court, good coaches. Um, I think that's a really good spot. I had Villanova rated, and I got some flack for this, but I had him rated as the third best team in the nation before Gillespie got hurt. Uh, they had lost games. They had looked like they weren't the third best team in the nation, but I had them rated as the third best behind pretty close to Baylor um, and the fourth being pretty far away. So I'm very high on Villanova, and I think that they win this game more like 10. And so five and a half, six would be a really good number. All right. Purdue and North Texas. I don't like Purdue, but I don't know if I can put North Texas through. I have no idea what I'm going to do here, but I don't like this game. I, I looked at this game this morning. I, I went to bed last night and looked at every game except for this one, circled it, came back this morning. I have no clue. So North Texas, basically, um, from the idea that I was getting, is North Texas has the more fundamentally sound team uh, I think that Purdue has the big men, and I don't see that North Texas having to stop them. Um, I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, but who's going to stop Williams? I had no clue. And so I yeah. took Purdue. I hated it. Um, I, if they lose, I would be really happy. So uh, I like North Texas. North Texas just beat Western Kentucky in overtime. It shows some grit. So I, I like this North Texas team. But – I mean, they were able to stop Bassey, but I, I just can't see them stopping Trevor Williams. He's a he's a beast of them still. So that's what I was going to say. Western Western Kentucky is uh, a good team. Um, I backed them. I think you were on them. You were on them as well. Who did they uh, sneak UAB. by? UAB. My mom um, water. Yeah, there you <laughs> there you go. See, that's when you know. Uh, 
that's when you know something's a good bet. When you find somebody betting against their alma mater, they're like, all right, they they know something here. So, Those are the uh, ones that I, I, I like. Funny story, um, I've only backed UAB one time. I, I usually fade them. I wait for the right moment, okay. and I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll go we against go. Them. Um, but yeah, Bassey on Western Kentucky is a, a force and North Texas was able to figure that out. So that was the one thing that gave me some encouragement here that maybe they can get this done. Um, but Purdue's a little bit different of, of an animal, obviously. And, so, and I would say that Bassey was a little banged up. Um, he hurt like, his back two games prior and the UAB game, he wasn't hundred percent playing. Um, uh, I, I would agree when I saw it, I was like, dang, that is a really good win. And Purdue, I just am low on Purdue, but. Uh, a hurt Bassey versus Williams is not a comparison. So um, I think the spread is what seven. Um, we should probably mention that, shouldn't we? <laughs> I yeah, this is one of those spots. As I'm I'm looking for the spread in here, seven and a half. Yeah, um, so I would have to take Purdue uh, in my bracket. If we're if we're talking strictly bets, seven and a half is too many points. I would definitely take North Texas seven and a half. Um, but that's it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I, I really want North Texas. I really want to put North Texas there, but I, I agree. I mean, Purdue just has a little bit too much there. Um, interesting if they meet Villanova in that next game, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I, struggled, I struggled, and I put this on Twitter. There's a big red circle around this spot. I think this is one of the biggest probably bracket killers because um, – if Villanova does lose, I, I don't think that you can logically take Villanova to beat Purdue uh, because they could lose to Winthrop without players. Purdue could lose to North Texas. Like, there's just this is the spot where there's the most variables, in my opinion. And so it's going to be a bracket buster. I, I'm totally with you. Like, this is a spot where some people are going to have Winthrop and North Texas meeting mm-hmm. in the next round in their brackets because that this is their 12 and 13 spot. So that is going to be a big, uh, big swing spot in this bracket in terms of either putting check marks or X's deeper and deeper in there. Uh, okay. Texas Tech and Utah State. Um, Mac McClung's the man. Utah State bubble team sneaks in. Interesting 6-11 here. I, I like both, both teams, really. Um, and you got Chris Beard with that, that uh, experience in – his former conference or coaching against his former conference. Um, I like Texas tech here. I don't know if I like the number. I like him to advance. I don't know if I'm going to bet it. Yeah, I agree. I think it opened up at four. It's at what five, five and a half now. So yep. I think that the, the number was pretty good at four. I think three and a half hour to bet in uh, Texas tech. Uh, it's a, it's a unfortunate draw for Utah state. Texas Tech's a really good team, so I would agree. All right. Uh, Arkansas and Colgate um, in what we expect to be a track meet. The total here has gone up like a billion points already. <laughs> it's like, it's like what, 164 it opened, now? I think 157, 157 and a half. Um, let's see, because it could just have kept moving. Um, I, I don't know necessarily how to bet this game. I'm like interested kind of in an Arkansas team total. But uh, is that going to be too high? It's at 162 and a half now. Um, I don't even know if we have necessarily. Okay, here's team total. Um, are, you be- are you betting anything on this game, I guess, is my question, or have we missed, missed the boat on the points? I, I'm going to be um, very opposite of everybody else. I think that the under has to be decided at some point. 
I'm actually really big on Colgate. Uh, I've bet on them three times. I really like Colgate's team. I also toothpaste sponsor. I use Colgate. That's besides the point. Um, I, I've liked Colgate for a couple of years now. I, I think that they're a really good basketball team. That said, I, they're going to get smacked around. And the only thing that they can do to make that stop is limit possessions. And, and so I, I think that the more correct total would have been about 155 and a half, 156. Um, if it gets to like 164 and a half again, I believe I saw 164 uh, and it shot right back down. Uh, that's too many points. Uh, if you can get a 10 point margin off of 155, uh, it's just too many points. And Colgate's not going to be able to keep up. They're going to limit possessions. And I saw this more like an 80 to 70 type game, um, maybe 83, 72 or something. That would be right at 55. If I bet anything on this game, I think it would be somewhat going against you. I think it would be Arkansas first half team total over. Um, and, and that would fit right into the same idea because Arkansas is going to have their way and, and Colgate's going to try to keep pace initially. And then they're going to realize, all right, that's, all right, <laughs> let's, let's slow down. And that's so, what I'm yeah, thinking. I, yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Anything, so. They come out, come out running, give it their best shot, and then it's forty-five to thirty-five at halftime, and they're like, "All right, we gotta, yeah, we gotta figure something else out here." Um, okay, the last couple here, a interesting seven ten, Florida and Virginia Tech. I have not bet it, but I like Virginia Tech here um, in this spot. I think they're a one-point dog. This one probably goes to a pick 'em. I think. I think I saw it a pick 'em at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Virginia Tech here. I would agree, Virginia Tech. I don't think Florida's a very good team. They rely on one person to score. And um, Virginia Tech played a really bad game versus North Carolina and is getting a little bit of flack for that. Um, I had North Carolina, so I was very grateful for it, but they just played a bad game. They aren't a bad team, so I would agree. Ohio State and Oral Roberts, <laughs> Any? do we need to say anything here? Um, I assume we like Ohio State to beat, the, beat Virginia Tech in the next round. Any... Any thoughts to help people here? Um, not really. I got nothing. I think Ohio State cruise is pretty easy. They got a they got a really lucky uh, draw. I think Ohio State looks good. Um, I do think Ohio State. You can keep us in or not. I don't care. Um, I don't know about their injuries. Wasn't Young out for the Michigan game? Young, yeah, Young missed the last couple of games. Um, with a concussion. He got hurt during that Purdue overtime win with the big comeback. Um, He could be banged up. Yeah, so if he's – I mean, I would assume by round two he would be back, but uh, I think that's an interesting thing to at least keep track of. That said, even if he doesn't play, I think that they'd be Virginia Tech or Florida. So That's what I was going to say. I I think he's going to be back, but if he's not, they can probably win those two games without him, and then then he's there. So I I don't think that'll come into play, but something to monitor. Um, All right, last bracket to rip through. Uh, Illinois and Drexel, I love Illinois. I have a plus 2,500 ticket on them from before the season. Um, My three bets were Gonzaga plus 1,000, Illinois plus 2,500, and Villanova plus 1,400. Felt good about him. Villanova, we got a little screwed over on. Um, the other two are very much, very much live and on opposite sides of the bracket, which I love. I was about to say, um, where's Vanilla? I said Vanilla. Villanova at? Uh, where are they at on the bracket? You mean you uh, might have you might have three good spots. Future uh, odds, they are. Uh, I, 
No, I'm saying where are they on the bracket? Like they won't play Gonzaga, will they? Oh no, they're in um, Baylor's. Okay, so yeah, they'll have to. Well, yeah, they're. I mean, Villanova's screwed, but (laughs) let's see where. I mean, to win it all, they're like they're plus four thousand to win it all. So, still, you got two out of three in a really good spot. So, I'm happy with. I'm happy with those two. Um, So here's my question. I don't think we need to really. Illinois has as impressive a week, I think, of maybe anyone in college basketball this season Mm -hmm. when they got the road wins at Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio State in one week. Couple of them without uh, Donsumu. They're nasty. Um, I, do you have anything to say about them in this bracket? I think that you are leaning Baylor over Illinois in a Final Four game. I'm leaning Illinois over Baylor in a Final Four game. I'm nervous about it. Um, if it gets there, I will have to hedge on Baylor though because I have Illinois. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh, the, any, think- any any thoughts about Illinois in this bracket? Um, I think that I have them going all the way through. They'll play. So Illinois is going to have a pretty rough ride. And that's why I think that I leaned Baylor uh, so much. I think that Baylor would be a, probably a three and a half, four point favorite. Uh, if Illinois and Baylor met on a neutral court without game support, I would probably agree. Uh, they just have too many bigs and I couldn't see Baylor stopping them. But now looking at it, they play Georgia Tech or Loyola Chicago. They'll play Tennessee or Oklahoma State or Oregon State, um, and then West Virginia. So they have they have a ride. And so I, they're going to be banged up, and maybe this is enough to give them momentum to go into the Baylor game hot, beating up on teams. But I just – Baylor plays absolutely nobody, and they get practice for four games, and Illinois gets pounded around for four games. I would have yeah. to win Baylor in the Final Four. Uh, Baylor literally is going to play North Carolina, Purdue – and then a good game versus Ohio State. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, Illinois has a, has a has a has a tough tough ride, and that's the biggest problem for them. But as a team, I would agree they're they're such a good basketball team. They've been on a heck of a run. Uh, Oklahoma State is a tough four in there, um, and then if they get through there, like the Elite Eight game would be a Houston, West Virginia. Um, West Virginia is tough. I don't, I, the hardest game there, I think is Oklahoma state in that, that one yeah, four in, in my mind. So here's a really, here's a really good game. Um, I don't necessarily have a, a side here, although I lean Georgia tech, Georgia tech, Loyola, Chicago, ACC champ against a team that nobody knows about. That's really good. I feel like, or at least casual fans don't know about. That's really good. Uh, pretty good eight, nine. Yeah. So I think the Loyola Chicago has this, a weird effect about them. I've watched them a couple of times this year, but I think they have this weird effect about them that is the um, the the wannabe Cinderella. People love to have this idea that this team with this strange name that we've never heard of is randomly super good at basketball and and going Sister Jean. <laughs> and though, don't get me wrong, they're good. Ken Palm has them as eighth in the nation, and I I. I don't understand. So if you look at their wins, they had their four and four against teams inside the top 100. Uh, three of those were versus Drake, which didn't have their best player at the time. So put as much salt as you want on the, on the, I just, they have, I believe. So I actually backed Georgia tech minus one plus like 130, uh, 123, I think. And so Georgia tech money line is aside for me here. I think that they have a way better than 50% shot to win this game. I think it's more like 55, 56, um, so I would like it to like 125. I think that Georgia Tech has to be the favorite here. Um, looking at points above a replacement, so 
pretty common metric in baseball, but not really in basketball. Uh, Georgia Tech has way better players. They Wright is a good player. Alvarado and I believe there's three players that all are over a four in points above replacement. And Loyola Chicago doesn't have a single one. So I think there's just too many people they can hurt. And though Loyola Chicago is, quote, unquote, a really good defense, and I heard somebody say the best defense in the nation uh, this morning, which I laughed whenever they said that. Um, they defense, who have they been playing against? And Georgia Tech is like a team that I was talking about earlier. I can't remember the team that I referenced. Georgetown. They're similar to Georgetown. And Alvarado will literally would break his ankle and get back on the court to pass the ball to his teammates. And they are a mindset that is is like that. And they have a coach that pushes their team with his big old mask on um, to get the job done. So I, I lean Georgia Tech very heavily. I have a play on Georgia Tech plus 123. All right. You might be pushing me in on that one. That was where I was feeling good anyway, but. Uh, you might have you might have gotten me in on that one. This one, Tennessee, Oregon State, the five twelve spot. Um, I've been riding a lot of Oregon State lately. I can't mm-hmm. believe how large of underdogs they open game after game. Yes, um, really the only spot I didn't back them was against Oregon because I like Oregon so much, and I <laughs> am very regretful of that. Uh, they this one opened nine. It's at seven and a half. I'm not a big Tennessee fan at all. Um, I think they they lack a go-to scorer. I think mm-hmm. they can really get stuck in the mud um, in some of these games. I don't just something about them. I'm not even like I'm not even giving you any any numbers, metrics, anything. I just don't like them as a as a tournament team. Eye test. People use the eye test. Yep. They, do, they don't pass my my eye test. They, um, what would blow your mind about Tennessee? I actually bet Alabama the other day versus Tennessee. Tennessee. Too does not at all pass the eye test, but they pass the numbers test. And it's something that I explained in my write-up. Their numbers look really good. They have a lot of players that are above the national average in point, uh, points above replacement. They score a lot of points a game. They have a really good defense. And then you watch them, and you're like, where the crap are you getting your numbers? Like, this is not a good basketball team. And so, yeah, I completely agree. I think Oregon State's another team that wishes they were playing yesterday, not Friday. And – um I agree. I think Tennessee is either the 20th best team in the country or the 80th best team. It just depends on who comes on the court. And both of which I think that Oregon State has a good chance to. Would you say the number is seven and a half? Yeah. So this opened eight and a half. Um, I backed it as my biggest play of the tournament at, at eight and a half. I put a little sprinkle on the money line at plus 300. I like Oregon State in this game. If they lose, I'll be shocked if it if it's like double digits and they don't cover this spread. Um, this, this is my favorite spot in the tournament. It's at seven and a half. Now I believe still obviously well worth a, a bet at seven and a half. Don't feel like you missed the number. Uh, I, I think he's got to still get in there. Um, I'll be putting Oregon state through in my, in my, in my bracket. I think that I've seen Oregon state open eight and a half point dogs too many times and win <laughs> all of them. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not falling for it. I'm not getting tricked here. I think that um, the worst case, let's say Tennessee comes out and plays really good, it's a seven-point game. I would completely agree that that number is too big. I think the best Tennessee possible versus a pretty good playing Oregon State team, this is a seven-point game. So uh, eight and a half is well too high. I would have been – if I was making the line, I would have put it five and a half, six for sure. Um, Just seems too many points. 
yeah, it, this has to be a, uh, a perfect storm um, to kind of just go wrong and have Oregon mm-hmm. State get, get blown out of this one. Um, Oklahoma State Liberty. Oklahoma State at one point had the fourth or, or was tied for the fifth highest odds to win it all on DK Sportsbook. They have since come down. I think having that early draw against Illinois plays a role in it. Um, this team was on a heck of a run prior to losing to, to Texas. Uh, they're obviously, I would think, going to beat Liberty. Um, I would put them all the way through to that Illinois game, and then Illinois is just too too good. Otherwise, Oklahoma State would be a four seed I could see trying to put deep in this tournament. Um, not much I see from a – I like this team a lot. Cunningham's great. Uh, I, I just don't see how I'm backing them really at a number against Liberty or in any type of futures market here. Yeah, I think the only way that I was looking at it is a money line parlay uh, using them, like how you were saying, Texas. They were minus 488 this morning, I believe. So it's kind of hard to put them in anything under like a minus 130 parlay. Uh, but they're they're a good piece to add for sure. Um, San Diego State and Syracuse. Syracuse, no matter what they do, always somehow run, winds up on the right side of the bubble, even if the resume seems to suggest maybe that they should be on the other side. And what do they do in this spot? They generally go to like the Elite Eight when nobody thinks that they should be put in. Um, San Diego State is a very good team. I've seen them get you know, really pushed by some teams that should not be pushing them. Uh, I covered the, what was that Wyoming that they snuck by in the conference tournament. I cashed them on the live line minus one and a half against Wyoming. Like if you got to get through games like that, if you're going to play in a six eleven type of matchup like this against Syracuse, I don't, I don't know what to do. My, my heart says San Diego state. My head says this is where Syracuse always comes through. Uh, do you have any type of feel for this one? Yeah, so I'm a lifelong, like since I was a kid, Syracuse fan. I just like Jim Beheim. Um, So I have to go with Syracuse here. But I completely agree. I think this is a bad spot both ways. I don't think San Diego State's as good as people make them out to be. But they shoot the deep ball really well. I can't remember their numbers. Um, and that's going to be pretty critical against Syracuse's zone. That said, it's a neutral court, so I don't backing any team that relies on the three. Buddy Bayheim has been absolutely on fire as of late. I think yeah. he had 30 versus Virginia. So if if Bayheim Dolge is going off, then they're going to be able to score points. And, and can San Diego State hit threes? And, and I think anytime you can gamble on a team shooting threes to win a game in a neutral court, you're probably going to be more successful than not. So I'd have to go Syracuse here. I believe they're a two-point dog, two-and-a-half-point dog. So I'd have to go Syracuse. Yeah. uh, Last I saw it, it was two, two two-and-a-half, and and growing towards three. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the the San Diego State money is is coming in. Um, Okay, West Virginia-Moorhead State, another one kind of like Oklahoma State. I I don't have a play here, but I think the draw is very nice for West Virginia, who's a team that I wasn't necessarily that high on coming into this tournament. They're very good. But like I said, I think the Big 12 is going to impress in this tournament. Um, so they got Moorhead State, they get the San Diego State Syracuse winner in the next round, and then they're probably going to wind up with with Houston, which I think could be uh, Houston. I don't think like Clemson or Rutgers is going to get that deep. So I, I think that West Virginia is going to be that that elite eight team that sees Illinois on the other side. Um, just for bracket purposes, you can bet 
if we want to go to the elite eight tab, this is more of a Gonzaga is kind of, or sorry, Baylor is kind of more of a, uh, we're very confident this team is going to be here at that yeah. minus 157 number. I don't feel as confident in, in West Virginia, but you can bet them at plus 350 to make the elite eight on DK Sportsbook, which seems great who's, to me. Who's the last team they would play? The Houston? Winning? They would have to beat uh, Houston to make the Elite Eight, most likely. Yeah, plus plus three fifty seems about right. Uh, I would have to see what they are versus Moorhead. Now it sounds it sounds like a pretty solid spot to be honest. I think Moorhead will give them some kind of trouble. Uh, not enough. I think that Moorhead plus points is probably decent. Uh, they're they're a good basketball team. They beat Belmont, I believe. Um, they're a good team. So uh, they beat Moorhead in a struggle. Then they play. Who did you say? Um, they would play round. the San Diego State Syracuse winner. Okay, and they take either of those. They have the better guards. They have the better team. So if, and then so now you got them plus. Now you got them plus three fifty in that game to beat a Houston Rutgers or Clemson team. So yeah, I think three fifty is a really good spot. I would say probably. If I had to put a number on it, would have said if you would have said two twenty, I would have been like, yeah, that seems about right. But yeah. uh, three fifty seems like pretty generous spot. I I love it. I love this elite eight tab. <laughs> three game three game money line parlays on your same team, basically. Um, have to go look into them whenever we get off for sure. Yeah, get it, get them quick. They're gonna move. Um, Clemson Rockers. I don't know. <laughs> These teams are like spiraling. Uh, Rutgers was so good at one point in in time. Clemson got off to a hot start. I'm not going to bet it. I have no confidence in who's going to win it, but whoever does is going to lose to Houston in the next round. Yeah. So this is where uh, I take this. This is where my entire bracket is. Is do you want to be logical or do you, do you want to trust yourself? Uh, for me, at least, I actually have Rutgers to win it all plus seventeen thousand. Uh, took it <laughs> quite a number. Um, yeah, it's like 8,000 now, so a cool 17,000. But um, Clemson is probably the worst seven seed I've seen in a very long time. They should not be a seven seed. I, if you flip these two around, I still think it would make more sense. I think if Rutgers was a seven, even though they don't deserve it, you would see the talent on their team and be like, okay, maybe we give them a seven. They have, and this is what a team that can beat anybody. I think that Rutgers would match up well versus Gonzaga, but they just, time and time again, they just do not play good. It, it, it's like in college football, I bet on an X team. It has all the players and just don't show up, and, and that's where you find value, and that's what this Rutgers team is. Uh, they have Geo Baker, um, Johnson. They, they, like, they have the players. Ron Harper, they have the players, and they just don't. They score like 65 points a game, and so um, – I'm going to take them over Clemson. I'm not going to bet on it, but they're a 10 seed that's a favorite currently. I think they're one and a half. Um, that seems a little sus, so I, I think yep. I have to lean towards Rutgers. And then it comes down to Rutgers versus Houston, and this is where I am in a pickle. I I think Houston's bad, and I think the Rutgers can beat them, but do I want to take that risk because they are playing uh, Clemson first? I probably won't. I'll probably have Houston in my bracket, but I think Rutgers makes to the Sweet 16, and I hedge out of them. So, um, if that's the case, then I need to bet on West Virginia to, so that I can have a double hedge. Um, but that's a whole different story. So I think the Rutgers beats Clemson. I really like Rutgers. Um, I hope that somehow they find out how to score 70 points in the game so they can start winning some games and I can win my plus 17,000 because that would be really cool. Uh, but I don't see that happening. 
I mean, that just makes West Virginia, uh, that elite eight number look even better mm-hmm. um, and potentially even set you up to already be like pre hedged if, uh, if Rutgers winds up coming through at a way better number. Yeah, that's my um, So, yeah, that just leaves us with Houston, Cleveland State. Houston's a 20 point favorite. Houston's going to win, but Houston is one of those two seeds that, yeah, I can see them get knocked uh, early if they get to West Virginia. I like West Virginia. Um, do you have anything else that you want to add, um, you know, on this spot, just in terms of your overall, overall thinking in terms of the risk management type of stuff? Yeah. So in that, in that matchup, first off, I just hate that it's Cleveland state. Imagine if that was right state, if that game is right state, right state's a 15 seed that beats a two seed in my opinion. I think the right state wow. beats Houston by six. Um, but right state had a bad conference tournament and they did not get in, which is quite unfortunate. I actually haven't looked where Rice State's playing. I'll put this on record. Wherever Rice State's playing in the tournament, back to whatever their number is, they are a very good basketball. I, I don't know if you've watched Rice State play basketball. At, like, You know when you just watch teams and you're like, these are good quality basketball players. When you watch Rice State, you're like, oh, pass the corner, pass the corner, and the ball ends up to the corner. They, it's like they're watching the game from film rooms and making the right plays. Um some days they can't hit shots, and that's the only reason. I, I believe that the game they got out, they were up 20 and lost, and it's just it's those kind of games. But um, I think that's an interesting bet through wherever they're at. So um, whoever's listening to this, I am very high on Rice State. But nonetheless, risk management. I think it's one of the most important things to understand in making brackets, that you're not trying to make the perfect bracket. You're not trying to do any of these things. You're trying to mitigate risk so that those potential upset teams don't hurt you whenever your brackets are done. So over the last three years, I believe I've made, I've won like every bracket pool that we've been in. I have some kind of like, um, I had somebody make me a reference so that I can talk about numbers, but I don't have them in front of me. Uh, essentially, your your goal is to get out of round one with everybody who you think is going to be in the Elite Eight, Final Four, because those games are worth so many points. You Your, your worry more is to mitigate risk in the rounds, the first rounds than it is to win. Um, so those Houston Rutgers, Houston Clemson matchups, you want to take the team that is more logical to win round one, because if Houston was to lose Cleveland State, uh, it, it's a shock. But if Rutgers was <clears throat> was to lose to Clemson, it's not really that much of a shock. So to imagine, you're basically parlaying, as you said, you're basically parlaying your bracket into the Sweet 16, and that's just a dangerous game to play. Uh, I think Houston, Rutgers, Houston, Clemson is probably the best example of this. Um, the example I go to every year is two years ago, I used Auburn. Auburn easily could have lost to New Mexico State, that game where New Mexico State missed a buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. Um, and though I thought Auburn was an Elite Eight team, I, I took a mountain round too. I had them losing to uh, Kansas. because Not because I thought Kansas would beat them. I thought that Auburn was a really good basketball team. But I thought that, that New Mexico State had the potential to beat them. And a lot of people got burned on their brackets in this spot. Um, I think that a lot of people took um, – I'm trying to think of They took New Mexico State, and then they're all the way out through the whole rest of the bracket. That whole yep. side of your bracket is almost done. And so just to mitigate risk and understand um, to take twice in a row, parlaying your bracket, um, those type of ideas uh, will make you more successful in making your bracket – just understand you're not making a perfect bracket. You're trying to make the most points so that you can win your office pool. All right, there we go. Um, We made it through the bracket impressively. Uh, It took some time. Uh, Is there 
any, um, I guess the, in terms of the futures market, like Gonzaga, I keep saying Gonzaga, Baylor and West Virginia elite eight plays really stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a I have a Gonzaga Illinois national championship game, and I'm almost going against your risk management strategy there, and just saying, hey, I believe in Illinois, and I think they're gonna gonna get there, even though Baylor has probably the the easier path. Mm-hmm. Um, is there is there anything else in the futures market or in the later rounds that you wanna that you wanna throw out there before we get out of here? Yeah, so I haven't really looked at the futures currently. I have my bracket up now, so I'm just looking at easiest rides. I think Baylor probably has the easiest ride out of anybody. Um, One game versus Ohio State, basically. Gonzaga seeing Creighton's a pretty good game. Uh, So the risk management spots I have circled, and um, I wasn't even going to talk about this during, but I guess I will. So we're good. We get a little behind the scenes. So I had um, circled Kansas versus Oregon. So in the Oregon uh, matchup, I have Oregon going beating Kansas, but the risk management side of that is Oregon easily could lose to Iowa in the second round. So to take Oregon to the fourth round, uh, it's a bit of a stretch. So I, Kansas has a pretty easy road to make it to Oregon. So I'll probably take Kansas to go to the elite eight, though I think Oregon does. Um, it's just a risk management thing. Also, another one we already talked about was UConn versus Alabama. I think you have to put Alabama ahead because UConn could lose round one. Rutgers, Houston. And then another one was Texas Tech versus Ohio State. So Texas Tech plays Utah State. They could easily lose. Um, I don't think that they do. Then they play Arkansas. They could easily lose. I don't think that they do. So you have to, in in my opinion, though I think Texas Tech can beat Ohio State, you have to take Ohio State because Texas Tech potentially loses their first two games, and there's just too much risk there. So I think those are some good spots and, and some good circles to try to make sure that you're mitigating as much risk as you can so that you can win your office pool. That's the goal here. We want every person that listens to this to win their office pool, and then we'd be completely happy. So, There we have it. Um, all right. So I threw out official plays there on uh, Oregon State, UNC, and UConn. Um, I believe you're on Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, Oregon. Oregon and, and LSU. LSU. There's three plays of pop. We got you into some futures markets. We went through the bracket. Um, longer podcast today, but it was needed. Um, Corby Craig, you can find him on Twitter at the College Caps. He will throw some plays around out there at you. Um, well worth the follow. You know where to find me on Twitter at Julian Edlow. I will have plenty of content for you on the DK Sport on the DK Playbook this week. Uh, tournament related, any and all things. Uh, Corby Craig, thank you for joining me on the Unreasonable Odds podcast, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. It was fun.